Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue our endeavor uh, to read through the Bible in a year. We have made our way to the New Testament book of Colossians. Uh, it is also one of the uh, prison uh, epistles uh, like Ephesians and Philippians and Philemon. Uh, Paul is writing uh, from a Roman prison uh, in around 60 to 62 AD. Uh, he's writing to a church that uh, really he did not he did not establish. He didn't really have an association with. It's probably likely that someone who uh, heard Paul preach, most likely in Ephesus, uh, returned uh, the hundred or so miles to the city of Colossae and uh, there was instrumental in founding a church. And so Paul is writing uh, a letter of instruction to that church. And it is a letter that contains some warnings uh, concerning some uh, concerns that had come to him uh, related to their understanding uh, both of the, uh, uh, the doctrine of who Jesus Christ is and uh, the doctrine of what salvation is. And so he offers a bit of a, a corrective and an encouragement for those in this particular church. And so let's look at um, uh, two chapters today, and we'll look at two chapters uh, tomorrow in completing our reading of the book of Colossians. Uh, in chapter 1, again, after a, a greeting that we've uh, become familiar with in reading Paul's letter, we see a, a word of thanksgiving and uh, the expression of the reality that Paul was a prayer warrior, that he kept these people uh, in uh, his prayers. And then he turns an attention, his attention to making a, a profound statement uh, regarding who Jesus Christ is. And then he moves from that in chapter 2 to uh, a, an expression of what it means to be a follower of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, that uh, having received this salvation, you have received Jesus Christ as Lord, and that your life is to uh, reflect that, and uh, he is expressing a concern uh, that unsound, false, spurious doctrines were entering into the church and uh, would undermine uh, the truth of uh, the gospel. And so, Let's look at uh, this uh, section of Scripture, chapter 1, verse 15, and I mentioned this uh, a few days ago. One of the places that uh, the highest definition of who Jesus is is found, uh, the, the great statement of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ begins there in verse 15 of Colossians 1. If you have any doubts, uh, that the Bible speaks uh, clearly and powerfully as to the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is one place that you can go and know for sure uh, that Jesus is uniquely the Son of Man, a uh, Son of God. He is Son of Man. He is the God Man, and He is the singular Savior uh, for the world. So Paul wrote for us. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of a creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. And that in everything he might, have, might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So Jesus Christ is physically the visible uh, image of God. He is spiritually the 
image of God. He is the God-man. He is God incarnate. And when Paul refers to him as the firstborn, it doesn't mean there was a moment where Jesus was not and he, he was born into existence. He has always been. He is the eternal God. The firstborn is a, a word that describes his priority, his preeminence, his rights as the inheritor of all things because indeed creation was created for his glory and that he was actually active in creation and the creation was for his glory that in uh, his great work of redemption all of creation will and does glorify him and so he is uh, before all things and he was before the creation and he it was active in creation and now he is sustaining that creation. He is, he is still active as the one uh, in whom all things hold together and continue to work in a, in a, a logical and functional uh, way where it, not for the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, all things would fall apart into uh, disarray. And that this God, this incarnate God, this God-man has offered himself as a substitute, as a sacrifice, and he has accomplished reconciliation for those uh, who believe through his blood, through the giving of his life, through the shedding of his blood, there is the forgiveness of our sins. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again.